Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblio Escapes and Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure of being joined by photographer-artist Linda Bembridge. Good evening, Linda. Hello, lovely to be here. Thank, Thank you very you. much for joining me. It's my pleasure. Looking forward to talking to you about your book, I Believe, Finding My Happy Space. But before we get into talking about your book, it'd be great if you could give everyone an introduction to your, your photographic background. Yeah, great. Um, happy to do that. Um, I've I don't go back, um, you know, sort of decades um, <laughs> with uh, to a box brownie or, or, or something like that. I I sort of picked up a camera. Um, I suppose relatively late in life, sort of you know, sort of um, early forties, um, and um, and just sort of uh, played with it. Just tried to you know, just tried to sort of find find something that clicked, and I started really. Um, sort of resonating with sort of landscape photography um but over the year and I won't go into huge amounts of detail but over the years I started to to simplify abstract uh but in in a sort of a quiet what I call a sort of a quiet way um but then after about sort of 10 years um I had a, a a situation where I just had to stop photography I, I I was working at the time um in a sort of a pretty high pressure finance role um and we were we were riding a a wave at work that was going to last three four maybe five years and it was going to take every piece of me (laughs) (laughs) to just keep up with it to keep myself together to whatever so the camera just went away and I just thought I can't I haven't got the I I haven't got the headspace to do both um so it did I, I put the camera away for for quite a few years um and you know corporate pressures um were were, were tough <laughs> but I, yeah but i look back and and i and i don't regret it i'm just in some ways amazed how i survived it but <laughs> um but anyway i got to the point where i thought i've got to stop because my health was starting to be affected quite badly yeah. or it it would have been affected yeah. very badly but i could see i could see see some warning signs so i thought right i've got to stop yeah, it yeah. took me a couple of years to stop. Um, but in that time, I'd started picking up, you know, a little making carving out some space to pick the camera up again, cool. started to do a bit of abstract work and um, and then allowed photography to sort of fill that space when I eventually managed to shove the work aside um, yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's filled all as much space as you want to allow it to fill it's one of these (laughs) things you you give it an inch and it takes a mile um absolutely absolutely yeah very very much so and i've i have actually reined it in a little bit because of that (laughs) i just went too far the other way but it was good it was good yeah sometimes sometimes you need to do yeah sometimes you need to do these things just to to kind of get it out your get get the immediate rush out of your system and then as you see you you then temper it back to what is maybe a a more manageable yeah a balance going forward Um, yeah but so obviously you, I think you stopped working a couple of years ago, just just before lockdown. Timing literally couldn't have been, couldn't have been, <laughs> couldn't have been better. A few days by the looks of it. Yeah, pretty um, much. And then by the looks of it, you've been you've been quite busy with a lot of, I suppose, series and sets of work, mm. which form which form your book. Believe uh, finding my happy space. So I'm interested yeah. to know what what was your general approach when when you started doing your your photography, setting aside the book. Um, how, how did you generally yeah. approach your photography? 
Um, I've always I've always worked in in projects and sets. Always, I've always found um, an individual image quite quite a lonely soul. Um, I think I think they need in the same way that we we do as humans. I think yep. images need friends. They need to, uh, and I, yeah. I've always sort of thought um, if I was hanging a picture on my wall, I would quite like whatever I'm hanging on my wall to, to work as a series, whether it's either a triptych or, or something. Yes. Um, I think individual pictures hanging on a wall can look quite lonely, or if you're adding other pictures in, sometimes it's hard to get them to match. So I've always worked in projects on the basis that if I was hanging my work on my wall, which I do, and I think we should all do, because yep. if I don't hang it on my wall, how can I expect <laughs> anyone else to hang it on theirs? Absolutely. Um, I, I like things to match. I like I like things to go together and, and work together. So I've always worked in projects for that reason. Um, and I will never stop working in projects. Yep. Sometimes I have projects that, you know, individual images that yeah. are probably quite strong, but because they're not part of a project, they don't see the light of day. Um, yep. And that's and I think that's where rhythm comes in as well in terms of putting together a series of work you can start getting rhythm going between images, across images, and depending on how you structure that project, you know, sort of four by three or, or whatever it is, in terms of images, you can, you can start to tell a, another story. Um, and that for me is important. Yeah, ab absolutely. I, for, for me, I like working in sets and series and, and, and like that as well. And yeah, I, I prefer that way as opposed to just the individual images, but it, it takes a, it takes a bit of a, uh, a bit of a, a commitment, I suppose, not mm. to post the individual images that work well by themselves, but yet don't work well in a set. And as yeah. tempting as it can be at times, um, I, I think I think it's I think it's a it's a for me it's a good move. It works well for me. It's, it's something I enjoy as part of my work, and it's mm. quite clear that it's it obviously forms an important part of, of your work as well. Very much so. So, so how 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 do you kind of determine the the, the projects and the or the series and the titles of the series and what what they're going to be about? Because there's quite a there's quite a few within the book, all of which have been shot and produced yeah. over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um... They've, they have been. They're not necessarily from an original image that was yes. taken in the yeah. last two years, but they're certainly from an archive that has only been around for, yeah. for the last sort of maybe three, three, three years. Yep. Um, I'll have an idea for a project. The idea, there's not it's a bit chicken and egg what what comes first I'll, I'll have sort of an idea for a project and I'll start working an image but I'll also have some I'll be working on the words for the project simultaneously yeah. um, the titles probably come last um, once I've put a panel together but the titles very much come from the words rather than the image the images so I very much think about what that what that what what am I trying to say? So what what am I thinking at the moment, and what's going to be the the um, the methodology behind or, or the principles underpinning this particular body of work? Yep. And I'll research the words, and that will sort of inform how I then process the images because I've then got a, a message, something that I want to say, and then almost at the end I'll sort of take key phrases out of the. Um, out of the words that I've written and use those to start maybe doing some research a little bit more and then out, out of that comes the come the, come the titles um 
I very much think that that a title is important and I don't necessarily, being an abstract worker, I think the titles can be abstract as well. And and all my titles are abstract because what I don't want to do is tell the viewer what I want them to see. I want them, I don't want to give any, any indication of what I want to see in that image. I want the viewer to have an abstract title that goes with an abstract image so that they can then interpret as, as they choose. Um, and, and everyone will interpret differently. And that, and that's the whole point, I think, of what we do. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, there's, there's, there's less merit if you've got something that's a particular abstract image to begin with, then you're given a very obvious uh, title that Mm. basically leads you, you you go and look into that image, expecting to see what you've been told. Whereas Mm. actually it's, it's the joy of allowing the mind to, to wander and for everyone to interpret. What I do enjoy are your, your, your short introductions to each, Mm. each of each of the series that for me, that is important because it gives, it gives the context and, and background so that, whilst you're, you're not necessarily convinced what it is you're looking at, you, you understand the premise and, and the reasons behind and where, where the ideas yeah. for the project came. Yeah, and I think that was important to me when I was putting the book together is just putting the projects in there with maybe the project words didn't seem to be enough. I wanted yep. to then just sort of say, well, okay, where am I in my photographic journey? How was I feeling? How do I? How did that project come about? What What was the? Where was my head? Where was I at that time? Um, so rather than just the words for the project, I wanted to sort of give some background, and and I think that then because what I've tried to do, it, it's not it's not pandemic focused, but it just happened to be the two years since I left work which yes. happens to coincide with the pandemic but you know it's not it's not focused on that at all it's not about that it's really actually about my journey from a working career to what I'm hoping is going to be you know a career as some sort of creative whatever that that happens to be so it's really sort of that transition phase yes. okay. for me yeah. and just trying to chart my way through that transition phase. What well, obviously whilst we were having the pandemic, but <laughs> it, 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 the two, you know, the, it, it, um, they're not linked. Yes. Um, and that for me was really important. You know, so many people are sort of charting their journey through the pandemic and that's one thing, but for me, it was sort of charting my way out of the drug of a career, um, yeah. which was very hard to walk away from um, into that void of not having an identity anymore in terms yeah, of yeah. the role that I had. I walked away from that identity. I walked away from something that had been my passion for many, many years into the unknown. Um, and it was it was about working it, it, in whilst being in a in an initially at least in a burned out state. So. Yeah. Um, it was sort of really charting my my journey through through those emotions and coming out you know there is a positive ending but yeah you know, <laughs> I do come out in in a form that I believe is um is a functioning human being so yeah. um but yeah it's uh it, it's, it's that journey that I wanted to chart through the projects that I'd worked on during that time 
Um, and that was important, I think, to hang the words, hang the context around the projects as well as just the projects. I, I, absolutely. And I, I think the projects themselves, the work, the work's beautiful. It's it's not a style of work I, I shoot myself. It's the sort of work that I look at it. And for the first five, for first five nanoseconds, I wonder how, how on earth this has been done. And then frankly, I just go back to enjoying all the work. Um, and I've got Baldas and and Dougs and so many others and uh, Howard Rankin's book. The, some of the yeah. colours really made me think of of India as well. Um, mm. So there's there so many beautiful works I enjoy I, I enjoy looking at and and for me it is it is the the ambiguity and the abstractness that I, I can be looking at something and it might be nothing close to even what resembles reality and, and that's part of the enjoyment but mm. also part of the enjoyment is is reading the words and, and reading your thoughts what was going on mm. at that particular time and um, some of the locations you visited as well and and just yeah. some of the beautiful colors and, and and the patterns and textures that you bring out in the images um, yeah. really really enjoyable um, and it's interesting to see the change in a lot of the change in colors as, as you as I know you talk about approaching winter and uh, mm. one the colors become far darker and moodier but also some of the subjects and the shapes become far more defined and far more specific as well is that something you were aware of at the time? Yeah I think not necessarily at the time I'm aware of now I can look back on it yeah. um, but not necessarily aware of at the time and and the color is something that I that I have a, a sort of a love-hate relationship with because my colors are mostly bonkers um, yeah. bright and in your face and and yet in my mind I think oh goodness you've got to be a bit more subtle because subtle is better subtle is you know <laughs> it's cleverer and if you can do subtle then you've really nailed it and yeah. and and then <laughs> and then I'll do subtle for a while and then the colors will just come bursting forth Straight because through, yep. absolutely and that's why there's one or two projects in there that are a mixture of subtle and bright and when you put them together they don't work they've got I had to separate them because they, they were just clashing but the colors came after the subtle ones um because it's almost like okay you've done subtle for a bit then <laughs> bang <laughs> out come the reds the yellows the oranges the greens and um and it's yeah I think the darker colors in the winter I think I think that's just that's just natural I mean I, I don't like winter any more than anyone else um and you know, I, I do tend to hunker down a bit in the winter and, um, you know, and shut the doors and pull the drawbridge up and, and, you know, and that's, um, that's how I deal with winter. And sometimes that can be reflected in the work that in the work that we do, I, I'm sure if I had the same source image and processed it in the winter versus and then processed it in the summer, I would process it in very, very different ways. But that might have more to do with where my where my head is um, Absolutely, at, at the time. Yeah, so, yeah I, I definitely think depending on what time you're, 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 you're working on work, I think can definitely have mm -hmm. a, an impact on how you and how you maybe view things and you can go back to six months time in, a, in an entirely different place and you begin mm -hmm. to see different things in exactly the same work and you could produce two definitely two two such varied uh, pieces from from the same raw mm -hmm. file to begin with effectively yeah. as well so yeah um, it's, it's always it's always really very interesting but it, it's a it's a great piece of work and how did how did you I suppose how did you decide to set it out because you've got a number of projects did you where you did you say to include everything you'd been working on or, or were there certain things that you wanted to include and yeah there's there's in in there there's 
um, everything that I've worked on in, in that period of time. So I decided not to leave anything out because yep. when I when I was pulling it all together, I thought, actually, if I leave something out, then I'm sort of curating my story in, yes. in some ways. <laughs> and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to, you know, there wasn't there was nothing really that, that I that that didn't contribute. Um, yes. So so I, I sort of charted everything that I mean, there's projects that started and didn't get off the ground, ones that I abandoned yeah. because that mm -hmm. they weren't really working or something like that. They're obviously not in there. But anything that I completed in terms of a project um, went into the book. And that was important. And they've gone in in the order that I okay. worked on them so so cool. that I can use that to tell the timeline to tell the story of of where I was in in that space I didn't I, jumbling them around would have just felt wrong yes. it would have been that mm. the personal story would have been harder to tell um through the images if I'd have done that so um so that that was important um so, yeah, and I, so I didn't yeah, want to curate my own absolutely because as you say it's, it's a it's, it's an important personal journey it's it's mm -hmm. as, you, as you say well it happens to have been in covid and it's the same period that's kind of irrelevant it's actually your personal personal journey as you say you had your identity and, and you were your identity mm. at work and now you're you're creating and finding your new identity in, yeah. in, in your new creative creative mm. role and I think as you say if you if you start messing up that aspect of it the the creative flow mm. get, gets out of place and all of a sudden you're you're kind of bringing the latter stages of your creative work to the start which wouldn't then necessarily yeah. make wouldn't necessarily maybe make sense as, as you're discussing Absolutely. and talking about it Absolutely. That's absolutely the case. And, you know, I hadn't realized how strong a story the images uh, would actually would actually say. So I hadn't realized how strongly they would relate to how I, I was feeling at the time. But I guess it's natural. I should have realized that. But if I had have curated or left things out or changed the order, then I think the story would have fallen apart a little bit. So. Yeah. And how easy did you find writing the words? Because I know a lot of people now, I see many books and people are introducing maybe some quotes or more more bits of text, which I think mm. is all wonderful. But quite often people find the challenging part is to, is to write the text. How, how was that for you in terms of conveying yeah. in words your, your thoughts? Well, the words around each of the projects were written at the time. So it yep. was just the words um, for me pulling it all together. And actually, I wrote them really quickly. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just just wrote I, I just wrote it. Um, I mean, I. In terms of the mechanics, um, it probably in terms of I, I, I've never used graphic design. I did it all myself, obviously. I never yep. I've never used graphic design software myself. Mm. So the first thing I had to do was download some software and then watch some YouTube videos. Yes, um, and As we all do. Yeah, exactly. That probably took me a couple of weeks. And then I thought, okay, I had all the images and I converted them to the right color space, and I and then I started to put them in a sequence. And then I thought, right, just write it, just write about it all. And I almost almost did it in one sitting. Um, I mean, I went back and you know, I went back and refined it and, yeah, and everything else. But I, I know, I know for me when I was working that I, I could spend I could spend weeks trying to fine tune something. Or, but actually, the best my best version was usually the first version of whatever yeah. I was working on. So I thought I've got I've got something I want to say. Just just write it down and say it and speak from the heart. And I could. 
have gone back and changed the wording but it was interesting a friend of mine that proofread it for me um or one of the friends proofread it for me just said it, it I, some of the phrases that you've used I can hear you saying them they're phrases yeah. that you've used in your in your normal language um yep. and that was exactly what I wanted um they're not it's not highly stylized it's not been got, gone through and you know, gone through software that corrects the sentence constructions yes. and things like that. It's just as I would speak, um, yep. saying what I wanted to say at the time, and that for me was was what I that 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 was yeah. the box ticked. Um, well, that that's it. It's about what you want to say, and then letting the, the pictures reflect. Yeah, what what it is you want to say as yeah. well, which which is vitally important. And you obviously included all the projects you worked on. Did they include all the pictures that you worked on or did no. you did you curate a, a, a selection of images from, from each of your projects and series? Well, the projects themselves are, are fixed in the sense. So I do have a blog and I publish, um, yep. I write my blog once a month. And, <clears throat> and actually when I've sort of gone through and released those projects, th those those images, if they are 12 images in a four by three arrangement, that arrangement has been worked on. It's been, it, and that arrangement yes. does, doesn't change. And yep. that can actually take me as, as long as working on the yes. images themselves. So, yep. so when I chose to, when I included the projects, those projects were largely finished. I didn't have to decide which images to okay. put in. Yep. I put in the project. Yes. Um, with its words and and with its arrangement that's why some projects are nine images some are 16 mm, some are okay, 12 yeah. yep um because that was the project when i when i sort of you know put a line under it and and a, and a dot Closed a full it. stop yeah. that that was it in the, in its arrangement um so i didn't have to make any image choices at all because it was all there um yeah. And um, so, so that, in a sense, made made it. It was easier. But so the words around it were what I needed to work on. Um, but the project itself is a fixed entity yeah. in my in my world. It's a yeah. fixed entity. It's, it's a it's a good way to work. It's a very interesting way. It's a very interesting way to work as well. A different mm. approach, but it's it's quite is it's a fascinating approach. And because yeah, you you're basically creating your your project, and then it just gets mm. it's, it gets it gets it gets slotted in. So actually, your curating aspect of it in terms of producing the book, the images are there. It's then yeah. really up to yourself in terms of how 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 is that grid or that mm. that project going to be presented on paper. Obviously, yeah. for each of the projects, you've you've got some images that are full size, and then you've got you've got yeah. the grid as well. So. Um, yeah. So I suppose it it, it it gives you a bit it gives you a, it gives you a good structure and a starting point to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that 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 was very important. I mean, I spend a lot of time panelling those you know I mean, yes. th those projects a lot of time. As I say, probably as much time panelling the projects as creating the images themselves, um, and then just you know selecting a few of them out that would look nice as a pair, so that you can have them on opposite. Yes pages um but but then just letting the project speak speak for themselves letting the work you know some people like some projects some people like others and and that's absolutely the way it should be um we're not going to like everything um absolutely. and just yeah and, and that's the way it should be how awful would it be if there was no response just an average mm, that's okay <laughs> i mean I, i'd rather don't like that or like that you know i mean it, it's absolutely the way it should be so it's um 
yeah it just sort of came together and um and as I say the words the words just uh, I, I just sat down um well mm. I did it in a day as I say and I just 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 wrote the whole lot and um and uh, and I'm pleased I did it that way because I think you can overthink as well sometimes if you're just you know if you're just writing um it can come much more naturally than if you spend days thinking about it or worrying about it yeah and how how did you find the the design process as well you obviously self-published this book Mm. so how how was that approaching it for the first time having watched the the youtube (laughs) videos yeah massive learning curve i mean massive learning curve i have to say i've I've, in my work days i used powerpoint quite a lot Um, i used to have to pull together quite a lot of presentations and things like that so i just went back and and had a look at some of the PowerPoint tool. I do a, a talk to camera clubs and things like that. So I, and I do that obviously on Zoom. So that's yep. PowerPoint. So I'm I'm endlessly fiddling with that. So I'm quite familiar with a lot of the tools in PowerPoint. So I had I did sort of a little bit of a mock up of of what I think it would look okay, and then you know back to YouTube to try and work out how on earth to get that same look and feel in um in the graphic design software that I'd chosen so it was much more a you know finding working out the question to ask um and and then you know. it. yeah yeah and I mean to be honest if anyone said to me like and a few people have commented on the drop shadows on the on the pictures if anyone said to me now how do you do the drop shadows I haven't a clue I'd have to go back to square one and work it out because I because it's the first time I'd ever done it in that yes. software I'm not doing it every day so it's not it was there for as long as it needed to be <laughs> and now it's gone <laughs> so so I couldn't do it. I don't well I could do it again but it would take me the same amount of time to learn it from scratch yep. again but so, did you um, did you enjoy the process of designing the book and, and I loved lay, it and lay absolutely out the pages it. and the structure that you wanted? Yeah, absolutely loved it. I mean, I felt quite bereft when I'd done it because I thought, oh, what are we going to do now? So, you know, I absolutely loved it. I, the whole process I, I loved in terms of pulling pulling the content together. Um, absolutely loved it. Yeah, and very rewarding as well when you when you get the final when you get the mm. first copy through and you're able to see yeah. how how your work looks. Very stressful though. It took me a while to open a copy. Did it? I had it. Yeah, I had it lurking there for a while. I was that was a bit of an emotional thing to open a copy. I could, I didn't open it straight away. Well, that Absolutely that's it. There's didn't there, open it straight away. There's there's one thing printing your own work out at home when it's on the printer because you can see it coming out, and if there's something that's wrong, you can just write. You can go back and just make that yeah. minor tweak. But yeah. when you're when you're printing out a book, it's an entirely different thing altogether. Absolutely. There's your yeah. you, the your choice of paper is you're not in total direct control of no. everything. And when you're printing out a whole variety of images, okay, mm. you all put them in the right color, the same color space. But at the same time, all paper, all images react slightly differently to, to different papers. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it took me a while to, and I, I, you know, it's quite for me, quite an emotional book as well. And yeah. and you know, and and it was a lot of emotion in the in the words, but also the actual decision to do it and to actually it was almost like you know that that's that's that part of me that's that's in that book and um so when you get a copy you know in your hand it was quite a big deal to actually it did take me a you know more than I longer than I care to admit to actually open it and have a look at it myself (laughs) yeah but I'm fine about I'm all grown up again now so um it's uh it's fine but but yeah 
It was a bit of a journey. And would, and would you do the process again, having now been through it all? Yeah, I, I mean, not for a while, obviously, yeah. but I absolutely would do it again. Um, I would do it much more. My eyes are much more open now into into the process and 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 the journey and. Yep. It probably wouldn't be quite such a roller coaster, but then who knows? You know, um, who knows? I absolutely would, I would, I would do it again, and I would encourage anyone else that's thinking about it to just shut your eyes and, and go for it because yeah. it's a really, it's been a really rewarding process. And actually, now you know, I, I've loved, you know, okay, you know, um, some very kind people have got copies of it now, but also, you know, to be able to give a copy to my mum and to be able to give a copy to friends and family and, Absolutely. and things like that. It's been, it, it's lovely to be able to do that. So um, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very, very rewarding. And, and it's such a different experience for people to be able to enjoy your work on paper yeah. and a book, sit down with it, as opposed to having to yeah. scroll through websites, social media, or wherever Absolutely. else people share work is. It's, yeah. entire, it's an entirely different, such a tactile experience. Mm. And you, mm. you can really just take your time with it and come back yeah. to it over and over again. And, exactly. And, and see the journey in, in the order that it should be done. Yeah. That, that, you've, that you've designed, controlled and set for everyone to enjoy yeah. the work. Exactly. And that, that is, that's been the, the most rewarding thing is to actually you know to see it there physically um yeah and uh and and as you say you know you don't want to always be looking at a screen um all the time and just it's nice to actually you know um pick up a book yeah, yeah. absolutely so important so yeah. important and i really like the end papers as well a beautiful be a beautiful yellow color that goes so well with the front image on the yeah book. When I saw the choice of end papers, there it took me a nanosecond to decide it which one. Right. Yeah, it was just like well, it's got to be that one, hasn't it? And that was that. <laughs> yeah. But no, that it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a really, really enjoyable body of work that I've had, I've had a Thank lot you. of pleasure and enjoyment looking through. Um, I really do like your, I really do like the work from Bilbao, the the mm. the molten. It's yeah, and yeah, just the, the the colors and the patterns and the textures are just yeah wonderful mm. and really really nice thank you I, I can imagine you must have quite a few images of that that you've just been working out which ones have the slightly better yeah. shape and the, <laughs> shape the shape's probably changed by like a nanomillimeter absolutely or something like that. but it makes all the difference absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm just about to have those printed big on metal actually oh, so nice. um, yeah. i'm quite looking for i'm quite excited by that i was just doing some uh, proof some color profiling on that on the gold a bit earlier today just to yeah. get them ready to go to for metal printing on metal so um that'll be it'll be nice to see that particularly the set of four it, it, mm. really very very bold and uh yeah a, a lovely set of images yeah but which it, were very nearly deleted where are they said in my work yeah very yeah, nearly deleted yeah. them because <laughs> i couldn't think of what to do with them so, but, so but that, yeah. that's it it just it just shows mm. you you just you just need a bit of time away from images and you yeah. can go back and what you think you maybe hasn't worked for you at the moment you could go back in 12 months Works. two years time and exactly. it, it does you see yeah. something entirely new idea yeah new idea and off you off off you go yeah yeah it's absolutely absolutely true which is mm. why I never delete any images and apart from the ones that are really really bad yeah. because you, you never know when you come back and you see something with an image that you you didn't actually see before but now yeah. it's staring straight at you yeah and they're, they're, it's like a fine wine they mature on the yeah. they mature on the hard drive um, that's it sometimes yeah. they turn to vinegar but 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but you never know if you've deleted it, then then you know that you've got nothing. That's it. Indeed. Mm. Yeah. So obviously, I'm I'm always really interested to to hear what other books, photo books, other art books as well inspire inspire my guests. So it'd be great if you mm. could share maybe four or five yeah. four or five books. Yeah, um, I've us. got some. I've got some here. So um, I thought I'd I'd go for a mixture because actually cool. it is it is a it's not just photography books that yeah. I look at and it's not just images that I look at. I'm interested in in um, in other processes, but I guess the the most the most you know uh, like a photo. Well, the, the only one that's like a pure photo book that I that I picked out really was the. Um, Paul Kenny, um, the Ohanami yep. book, um, yeah. which which I look through, I look through regularly. Actually, um, you know, I, I've met Paul Kenny, um, I've met Paul Kenny once and heard him speak a few times now, and every time I learn something new yeah. from what he says. <laughs> and he's such a kind man and a, and a gentleman, and and his work, and that comes through in everything that he that he does in his work, and. And it's also lovely to hear him talk about how he, how aware he is of his journey. Um, he yes. talks about a rope and, and some threads in the rope go back for his whole career and others afraid where he's maybe let them go and other new ones that are added. And for me, that's yep. a magical thing. But I just love, I mean, you know, I was just looking through, through it this afternoon, just sort of in readiness for our conversation. And it just made me want to dash out into the garden and, <laughs> and, and find things to yep. put on a scanner. And, and it, it has that effect on me. It just makes me want to go out into nature and, and find things that, um, that have got shape and pattern and, and color and, and form and just play. Um, that's the one thing again, that I, thoroughly enjoy it about Paul is his sense of play yeah. um, and that comes through so much in his images and I, I just thoroughly enjoy I thoroughly enjoy that book yeah his, um, his, his, his book is both books of his are really really nice and mm. yeah you can just spend yeah a lot of time and take a lot of inspiration from what you can find out in your back garden and just yeah walking down, just walking down the street or walking along the shoreline as well at the rubbish absolutely you find yeah. just the objects and the yeah. rubbish to someone becomes a piece of art for Paul Absolutely. And, and he's very good at it. And, yeah. you know, he, he's, it's obviously, you know, how do you get good at these things? It's through practice that's and through dedication. That's um, and that's what he, that's what he does in spades. So, yeah. um, so I, I thoroughly enjoy that book. It's uh it's an absolute, I don't have his strand line one. Cause yeah. I think that it's about a thousand pounds or something to buy it's, it now. It's not, so it's, not, it's not the cheapest book. If you, if you no. Can find, if you can find, if you can find <laughs> you a can copy. You can find a copy. You occasionally yeah. see a copy going here and there, but uh, not very often. No. So, uh, so yeah. So I keep my eyes open, but I yeah. know that um, that they come up very, very rarely. Yes. Um, but I guess the next one that I wanted to talk about is a very old, it's a very old book, but okay. um but again, it's one that I that I return to time and again, um, which is called Photography and the Art of Seeing by Freeman Patterson. Um, okay. And it's an old book. Um, it's in, in the, from the 1980s. But he talks about, I mean, it really is the art of seeing. And he talks about um, I, it's one. It's one thing that I that I. It's a book that I try and at least skim, if not read in detail, um, every year. Um, it's, right. it's okay. that, that, that sort of thing. Um, 
I haven't, not since the 80s. I only came across uh, the book um, about six or seven years ago. But it's about sort of, he talks about thinking sideways um, and looking at something that you maybe look at every single day and trying to see it differently, trying to find something different about what you're looking at. And he talks about having the, um, the, changing your goals in terms of your photography from always trying to find a masterpiece to trying to find a starting point. Um, And, and for a starting point for a new journey, a new, a new way forward. Um, And, and that for me was a really interesting way to to start to turn things around. And there's there's little you know challenges and things like that in here about how to change the way that you view the world. And and um, I, I mean it's all sort of film based. Um, sort of talks about you know do this and try and take a roll of film, do that and try and yeah. take a roll of film. Okay. But it's things like you know take a take a hoop, a big hula hoop, throw it as far as you can throw it pick it up, throw it again, and then stand in that space and take a roll of film and force yourself. It doesn't matter where it's landed, yep. but be be creative. Even if you end up on your hands and knees down on the ground taking photographs of whatever it is there or you're pointing to the sky or you're waving your camera around or something, just be inspired and look for something new. Um, that's his sort of thinking sideways. And and he was, I think, one of the very earliest um, proponents of the uh, ICM movement, All right. um, which okay. was quite an expensive thing to do when you're doing it with film camera, given your success yes. rate. Um, Absolutely. So, but he talks about, you know, if you're worried about images not being sharp all the time, make them really unsharp, swing the camera around. I mean, he literally <laughs> has, you know, um, will hold the camera strap he won't even even hold the camera um hold the camera strap and wave the camera around um (laughs) so i mean you know so it's quite it's it's an interesting book it's um uh i've got a lot of time for freeman patterson he's um it it sounds as though it makes you really think and makes you I suppose explore different different options, different ways of doing things. Yeah. You're you're kind of looking outside the box as opposed to just taking what you know as being your norm as being standard. In fact, well, it's not the norm. Try something else as the norm and just see see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. He's he talks about trying to put yourself if in a maybe imagine a tiny little car, teeny, 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 tiny little car. And you're sitting in that car and you are driving that car on that thing that you're looking at, be it a leaf, be it the toaster, be it a fork, whatever it is. Just imagine yourself on that little car, in that little car, and try try to imagine what you might be seeing. Not necessarily photograph it, but imagine what you might be seeing and then try and bring something like those aspects into the way that you photograph that thing. Because... It, it's again it's about thinking sideways and seeing things differently um just see things with new eyes try and find a new beginning rather than you know photograph something in the same way that you've always done it he talks about yeah. cobwebs in that sense you know you can photograph a cobweb but there's you know a million other ways to photograph a cobweb if you choose to think yeah. differently um so yeah, it's an interesting book yeah it's an cool. interesting mm, book interesting. It's, uh, yeah as i say it's an old book i think you can probably buy copies of it on ABE books for about a pound or something okay, like that. Yep. I mean, it's Ooh. not a, it's not a Paul Kenny. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> type, not. Yes, yeah, yeah. investment. <laughs> yep. But um, and I guess sort of moving away, um, just briefly from 
the photographic space. Um, one of the, the books that I turn to um, quite a lot and one of the artists that I, that I hugely admire is, um, is Paul Klee. Um, and I've got his book, The um, Make Invisible, which was from um, an exhibition at the Tate Modern uh, quite a few years ago now. One at my office, uh, when I used to work, used to be just off on, on the other side of the Millennium Bridge from the Tate Modern. So I used to okay. be able to go over there for a quick break sometimes in my lunch hour. And I remember it took me a whole week to do the Paul Clay exhibition because every time I used to go over there to do a couple of rooms and be so overwhelmed by what I was seeing that I'd have to come back and um, and uh, and sort of take a breath. Um, but I love his use of colour. I love his use of structure. Uh, of shapes um, and the mixture of of sort of abstract abstract um, abstract shapes and and graphics as well yeah. the way that he uses a lot of his sort of pen and ink um, drawings on top of you know quite quite large blocky sort of abstract shapes um, and I just love it it, it cheers me up. Um, and and it always always gives me ideas always yeah. gives me ideas and I know it's sort of not necessarily in the photography space but I don't you know I don't take all my inspiration from photography I think you know Absolutely. the artists um, all around and about us I probably look at art books a lot more than I do photography books because I think that's you know that it's um we ignore them at our peril I think um, yeah. yeah great forms great forms of inspiration. Absolutely. And and because they're working in a completely different medium as well, it's up to you to do that translation of those ideas into a medium that you're working with, which yes. means you're always going to put your own spin on every, which we all should do. Yep. You're always going to interpret things differently. Um, so uh, that's a constant source of inspiration for me. And the last one that I picked out was was a how to, a how to book, but but an odd odd sort of how to book. Um, it, it's 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 about gum printing and other contact printing processes by uh, Christina Anderson, and it's a strange book. I've I've always had this this um, this thing about wanting to go back to to hand or not go back to hand printing, but learn hand hand printing. Okay. Um, and because I for me, even though I've you know I've done the book and I'm a digital worker. I'm I'm a I'm huge into printing. I, yeah. I don't think something's finished unless it's printed. Yes. If I'm honest, um, if it just sits and languishes on the computer, then what was the point um, yeah. of that? So, yeah. all sorts of different ways of printing, and um, something that I that I explore a huge amount. Um, and actually, the the sort of the sign I've done cyanotypes and and all of that, but some of the the more complex and colorful ways of printing um have always appealed and and I sort of use this book um about gum I've never had a go at gum printing I I, I start to read it and it all, all gets very overwhelming very quickly <laughs> but I love looking at the results and yeah. and if I can if I can get some approximation of that may, maybe by using hand coloring um with watercolor or oils or acrylics or yep. um or pastel or something then i think it, it's a goal it, as i say as taken you know lifting um a thought from freeman patterson's book you know it's a starting point it's Absolute, not necessarily yeah. and i think just getting um 
something that I can then play with um, and then evolve into into something that suits my style um, would yeah. be is is where I want to head. But the images in this book, in terms of what what she does with some of the the alternative processes, are are astonishing. I mean, yes, you've got the sanitites, but so much more than that. Um, and the gun printing in in and of itself is fascinating because it's color. It's yes. not just blue, but, yeah, um, it. and it's got a quality to it that is very ethereal. Um, and and it's almost un, well, it is unreal. Even if you're looking at something that is depicting reality, it's very unreal um, in the way that it's uh, ultimately presented. But so there, my you know, a bit of an odd odd choice maybe. But I was thinking about it, and I thought actually, I'm not just going to you know go through and, and pick four yeah. four photography books because actually. I try and get my inspiration from all sorts of different sources. Um, and I don't have a huge photographic um, book collection, but I've got, you know, I've got a few, a few books that I keep going back to. Well, um, yeah, they're, they're the important ones, the ones that you return to mm. on, a, on, a, on, a, on a regular basis, the ones that you take inspiration from. But yeah. as you say, it's not necessarily the photography book. Even the, the mm. gum printing one sounds really quite interesting because as you say, it just it keeps the intrigue, it keeps your ideas and your, your motivation. And as you say, even if you yeah. can just get a small, tiny piece of that to work, mm. It, it gives you something right. and it's the right okay that's fine I've done this I can now progress on to doing something different and I think it also gives mm. you a different out a different type of output for your work that's mm. not just the normal printed however you want however you want to do it something that's just a bit more unique and more personalized a bit more control over it and so, yeah. just something a wee bit different that allows you to kind of take your own work and interpret it even somewhere in, in a yeah. different form to get the output to work Absolutely. I mean, I, I very much, um, I'm a great believer and those who, who, who know me and, and have seen my sort of work in the flesh will know that this is absolutely the case. I think, I believe the digital file is the starting point for another process. And yep. yes, we can print digital images, thousands and thousands, and thousands of them. They'll all be identical for me. That's great. I'm not going to knock it, but I want something <coughs> that's unique. Um, yep. So whenever I print something, I will spend a lot of time working on that image to make a like hand doing whatever I'm hand finishing on that that print yep. in whichever form I've printed it to make absolutely sure it's unique because I know that I'll never be able to repeat it yeah. um, and whatever it is whether it's it's using gold leaf whether it's beading which I do on on a lot of all my stuff now yep. and whether it's multi-layered on on clear film it doesn't matter what it is it it every single one that I that I print is absolutely unique so I could never repeat it I don't I don't yeah. keep notes they're almost impossible to photograph yes yeah <laughs> um so I can't repeat it and and that for me is is the joy of taking something that is infinitely repeatable and making it a one of one yeah brilliant yeah. fantastic and that's uh that that's my my thing Good stuff. Well, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you this evening, Linda. It's been it's really been wonderful to hear about your your kind of your two year journey from the rat race into uh, into the art rat race now, as I'm sure you're probably well <laughs> yeah. well well into. But yeah, and just to hear you talk passionately about your projects and your approach to work as well, um, and to and to hear you discuss your book, which is uh, which is your really beautiful body of work. Um, from from okay. from the last couple of years, so I look forward to seeing what uh, what your next project is, um, or what your next series is, is uh, and I'll keep an eye up on your website to see how everything's presented. Because yeah, I think it's great that uh, 
it's the time that actually you view the work as you want it to be seen as opposed to just mm. scrolling down one after another so yeah. um, and some great book selections so thank you thanks very Lovely. much for your time Linda it's been a pleasure no, thank you thank you it's been great I've really enjoyed it thank you very much thank pleasure. you pleasure cheers